Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash SLM, and then you can browse the unmatched selection of the audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash SLM and get started now. Welcome back to another episode of On the Break. Tonight we're coming off a big Dallas win where Chris stops. If he dies, he dies. Porzingis drilled two deep threes late in the fourth quarter to put the Mavericks over the streaking bucks. We'll go into that and much more tonight. tonight's episode. Josh here with J-Mac and Kyle Beats. What's up, guys? What's going on, fellas? What up, man? Glad to be back and uh, really glad to be talking about that game that happened last night. I yeah, love dude. how Josh stopped that down and made sure that the pronunciation was perfect. Dude, he looks just like him. It was great. <laughs> and those those shots were just body blows, man. Yeah, they were. He looked like he was going to kill Apollo Creed with those two shots. <laughs> dude, he was pulling from what? What was what was that from 30 last night? At least. Dude, dude. The last one was over Giannis from the logo. It wasn't really over Giannis because Giannis was standing 10 feet from him. Yeah. But like Giannis was guarding him. Guarding him. Right? What about what about the putback dunk he had over Giannis? I mean, that was Pretty impressive. You don't really see a lot of guys just yamming over Giannis. Dude, he's he played out of his mind last night, and that was without Luca. The Bucks were eight eighteen games in a row. Yeah, eighteen win, win uh eighteen game win streak at that point. Yeah, yeah. twelve and, and a half Giannis, point favorite. Yeah, Giannis had forty eight points. Forty eight, yeah. fourteen, and four, bro. <laughs> yeah. If you That's like absurd. if you say, Okay, Dallas is playing Milwaukee without Luca and Giannis has 48 points. You're thinking that's like a 25 to 30 point win. Yeah, and they're yeah. on an 18 game win streak, right? In, in Milwaukee, I mean, KP was 2016 KP, right? Like that's the guy when we gave him 158 million dollars that we thought he was going to be. It, and oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, I think he can be that guy. I don't think last night means he's that guy again already. I think it's showing that exactly what I want to see. He can be that guy again. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's not going to happen consistently because he's, you know, like you said, he hadn't played basketball in 20 months. He's coming back from a really serious, you know, lower extremity injury and he's 7'3", but it gives you that glimpse of it. It can happen again and I think he will get there. Obviously, Luke not being on the floor, someone had to step up and he, you know, sees that opportunity, which I like that aspect of it too. Yeah, he did it. it like that, it, it, he actually kind of said it in one of his pressers too. He was like, it's next man up mentality here. That's what, that's what this is all about. And, that's Rick for you, 100%. That's that mentality of guys. And, like, I think the most impressive – I watched this entire game, and, like, I mean, it ended up getting close at the very end, but it was mostly a 10-point game the entire time. <laughs> yeah, Dallas really tried to lose it at the end there. They sure did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they Giannis sure charged. Did. Yeah. yeah. Milwaukee so, tried to take it from him, which, like, that was impressive to me for both Milwaukee and Dallas. It's like to just be beat throughout that entire game and then to come charging back like that and for a young team to stave that off like there's something about going this guy's a seven foot freak that benches 450 pounds and he's coming at me and dropping 50 on me you know and to be able to stave that off without their best player like that's it says a lot to me about both teams honestly and their mental mental toughness agreed and how 
How crazy is it that KP played out of his mind last night? I mean, he looked amazing. He wasn't even close to the best player on the court. <laughs> no. <laughs> and in like every other game, you're pretty much that, – that night, it's like you're the best guy on the court that night. But Giannis is just at a point Dude. where he's doing it every night the way James Harden is doing it every night. I mean, dude, Harden's just doing it night in and night out. But Giannis does it in a more holistic way, which is more impressive to me. He just does, He's just overall such a great player. But it's just – it blew my mind that KP played the way he did. And it's like this guy's not even close to, close to Giannis. Not even. I mean, they had no no answer for defending him whatsoever. So they just basically locked down the rest of the team. That's well, all yeah, they did. I mean, when they got close at the end, uh, to Josh's point, I mean, if you wa- go back and watch that, like the last minute, every Bucks possession is Giannis just flying down the court. He's like, <laughs> so, give me the ball 75 feet from the basket. I'm taking like three dribbles, two steps, and I'm at the rim. Yeah. I'm getting a foul or I'm getting a bucket or an and one like he got. Exactly. I mean, they just they don't have they don't have the guy that can stop something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's not like they don't have like a Drummond or something like that that can be a force to be able to. You know, I mean, they they may be able to, and we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah. I, I guess nice this all if they did true. I, this all begs the question, Josh. I'm dying to hear what you think of this. Like, what is this Mavericks? Is this this? Are we looking at like one player away from being like a contender type situation, or like what? What is this in your eyes, or is this? Are they the third best team in the West, as their record shows? So, Kristaps right now is averaging seventeen and nine, um, thirty-three percent from the from three point line and forty percent from the field. Yeah. If he can do this, I want. <clears throat> if he can do this, forty-five from the field, thirty-five from the three point line, twenty and ten, or even twenty-two and ten, yep. they're the second best team in the West. There's no yeah. team in the West that's wow. beating them except for the second best team. You're just gonna put them yeah. over. You just, you just said the Warriors just out of habit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sure did. So I, are they – you're putting Lakers one, I assume? You're saying they're better than the Clippers if Kristaps does that? Because I agree Kristaps yeah. needs to be, I think, 20-10, 45-35. That's not really asking that much out of a thirty-five or $32 million player. Right. Yeah, $153 million. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, uh, it's, it's not asking that much out of him. That's, I'm surprised to hear you say that over the Clippers. Yeah, I um, – I haven't been as now the Clippers are still the two seed, right? Um, but the Clippers haven't looked as dominant to me as some of the other teams. As a matter of fact, it despite that, apart from that forty and forty game that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George had, I haven't seen them really just step on the court and dominate. And actually, their team. So we talk about how deep they are. Their team is the fourth best, or their bench is the fourth best bench in the league. There's the Mavericks are actually number one in net rating. Yep. The uh, there's another team, and then the Lakers are number three, and then the Clippers are number four. Um, wow. So uh, it's the Bucks, excuse me, um, Bucks I'm and then. Really surprised the Lakers are at three. Like Clippers being four, like you're still a top four bench. It's still really good. I'm just surprised the Lakers are that high because we've been well, kind of dogging that depth. Me and Justin, we'll, we'll get, I think we'll get into the Lakers thing more in a minute because I think that's definitely worth talking about. So don't let's okay. make sure we circle back to that. Yeah. So I the what's happening is the Mavericks aren't playing great defense, and we and I've talked about that since the beginning. They don't have that switchable wing. They don't have those guys that can just lock you down. They don't even really have well. Pers- Porzingis is a rim protector, but they don't have a rim protector like DeAndre Jordan who can pull down 12 boards, like that right. type of prototypical rim protector, right? They have Porzingis who can block shots. But um, they're not doing it on the defensive end. They're having one of the best, if not the best, offensive seasons of all time at 116 points per 100 possessions, which is 
insane, dude. The next highest is a full two points per possession lower. Wow. I mean, look at some of the numbers like that they're consistently putting up every night. I mean, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Josh. So you're saying basically Kristaps steps his game up and be, becomes the player we think he's going to become again eventually, but you're hoping he does it this year and a little sooner. They're the second-best team in the West. Yeah. Um, okay. If, if nothing, nothing's different except for he shoots – Five percent better on the, from the field and two or what did I say? Three percent better from the three point line and increases five more points, points by game, about five more, more points a game and another another board, another two boards. Then would, they're the second best team in the West. Would you take um, them over the Clippers in a seven game series? No, Be, just because of youth. Because of youth, yeah. yeah. I but, don't think but, I don't think you can put Luca out there and just say I want you to just win us a championship in year no. two. I, I just don't think it's possible. I'm cool and with plus, that. Porzingis matchup, has though. never been to the late to the Porzingis right. has never been to the. Um, the playoffs either. So that's a good point. Josh, let let me throw a couple names at you and you tell me if what, if this puts the Mavericks over the top, right? So they, yeah, a couple trades they can make Montrez Harrell adding him. Are you talking about this year? Yes. Right now. So no, that wouldn't, that wouldn't help. That would help them for sure. It would help them. I don't think it'd put them over. I don't think they'd be the best. You can't play him at five all the time is the issue. The dude's six, seven and a half, six, eight. You can't play him at five against big lineups. You know, he's a four or a five. It's a cheap option for sure. He's not filling any gap that the he doesn't solve a problem Dallas doesn't have. Yeah, right, they don't. Right. They, the the problems that they have are switchable wing defense and rebounding. And yeah. he's he's a he has a hard motor, but he's not going to pull down twelve boards a game. So he they doesn't need really to fill any. So that was my next question. Then is uh, the next name I guess Drummond? Does that put him over the top? Yeah, but I think it cripples their long term because he's so heavily paid. Because he's so expensive. Yeah. Well, but well, his contract, his contract is up this year. He has, well, he's oh, a player. He has a player option for next year, twenty-eight-seven. Which Justin and I and I have gone back and forth on this. I think he picks that up. That's a lot of money. He's not going to get that in the open market. Now, to Justin's point, he might go out and get four for eighty-four, five for a hundred, and get more of a uh, guaranteed total dollars. But he's not going to get more per year than the twenty-eight-seven. So I think if he did come to Dallas and, and we could talk about what it would take to get him here, that it would be a situation where he picks up that option, feels out a full year with a more developed Luca and KP. And, you know, the way Rick builds teams and I think he would plug into the system well, cause he actually is more athletic than people give him credit for. He can run, but Rick builds teams with great chemistry and you start to get the vibe from this team, just like the 2011 team. And I'm not saying they're doing that, but, Similar to that team, they have a great chemistry about them. Yeah, and I, I, I think he, you know, he takes that year. Hey, give me twenty eight seven. Let me see how I fit in here. Yeah, and I've always been a big proponent of Drummond. I think he's been snubbed on all the defensive team three years in a row, right? Um, but uh, so, and with the with the player option, only at two years. I was thinking he was on three or four years for some. I was reason. too. Whenever we I looked at it originally, and it's yeah, he's kind of at the end of that deal finally. So between the two, if you have to choose between one of those guys, if I'm trying to win on these contracts, and that doesn't necessarily mean this year, but maybe before you have to re-sign Luca, I'm picking up Drummond. But if I'm trying to win on the next contract where you have to pick up Luca, then I'm getting Montrez so you can afford Luca because Luca. Think you pay Montrez less than definitely Drummond? Oh, very much, very much so. Yeah, Yeah. okay. He's more like your Clint Capella type situation where it's like I I mean, so my argument for Montrez is he's played less years than than uh, Andre. And he's averaging almost twenty points a game, and he's, you know, he's got Lou Williams, Paul George, and uh, uh, Kawhi on his team. So it's like he's not a scoring option, really. Right. Right. 
So, I mean, that that's a big argument for me. And then he's a little younger. Andre Drummond's 26. Doesn't he feel 32? Dude, he looks 32. He looks, <laughs> yeah. looks 40. He looks 40. Yeah, he yeah. looks 50. Right. Yeah, exactly. No doubt about it. I, I think those those are the two biggest names I've heard. I know that the Mavericks have checked in on them. Um, I, I really think that the Mavericks could... So, I think that they could somehow scrap a package together to get him. But what I think the problem is going to end up being that's going to get in their way is there are teams like the Celtics who kind of need the same thing, who have a much better package to easily offer. The Mavericks are incredibly like barren in what they can offer overall as far as picks and you know future yeah. salaries. Like it's going to be a very delicate balancing act for them to pull everything off that they're going to need to pull off. So anything right. like this that they can get that's guaranteed that they know this will be on the books is going to help them. I think at least navigate through this. And so, like, I just think they're going to end up getting outbid. That's just kind of what my thought on it. What, what do you think about that, Kyle? I Well, I, I think if Boston gets puts a deal together, which I think they can, especially because they have that Memphis pick, which you're looking at probably six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, if they if they can give them the Memphis pick, that I think that makes Boston the best starting lineup in the NBA. Yes. You have, you have five all-stars. Correct. Right, so that that's a big deal. Going back to the Dallas side of it, like you said, can't trade consecutive first, so you're really, really hampered there with what you've done, which I think is worth it. But it's just a fact of the matter. We've we've spot, you know thrown around a few ideas. The money has to work. I think you could do. I, I'm I'm actually hesitant to give away Tim Hardaway Jr., but I think you could do a a Delon Wright, Courtney Lee. Mm-hmm. In a couple of seconds, I don't, but That's, like Josh, if you're the Pistons, would you do that for D- Andre Drummond, Delon Wright, Courtney Lee in two seconds? No, you're getting his, right more than that. You're getting his payroll off the books, though. But you're getting the it's because it, Courtney Lee is expiring. Um, Delon Wright's and, a good player. Delon Wright's a good player for nine million dollars yeah, for three for years. Nine million. Yeah, for three years, two more. Yeah, years. three yeah. and twenty-seven is a pretty good deal. So I mean that that would be more of a salary dump, but you get two seconds, and one of the seconds is Golden State's pick. So that's really like the thirty-first, thirty-second pick. It's a pretty good pick, but that's probably a no in my eyes as well. How, I'll ask you this last one though, Josh. Would you do this? Would you do Brunson, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr. in two seconds? Dude, I I don't have a problem with what are they trying to do by making these trades like. Lock down those guys maybe for a long time, but I don't think that they're try- they're achieving what they think that they're going to achieve by picking up either of those guys. What you need is a, a wing, and Otto Porter's about to come out in free agency, and that guy's going to be four for four for maybe even cheaper than Montrez Harrell, and that fills a gap that you need. I wouldn't I wouldn't make a move. Oh, okay, from Dallas's end, I was like, I think yeah. Detroit's just trying to reset, no, blow no, it up, and get expirings. No. I wouldn't I make a move you. if I was Dallas. I would say. Listen, we've got, we've already proven that we can have the best offensive rating in the league. Let's go out and get some wings that can shoot some threes. Like you don't need to pick up any bigs. Say um, sign out a quarter for four for sixty four, four for seventy, or whatever. Yeah, you could. He's coming off an injury, dude. You could get him cheap, and it's okay. like yeah. low risk. Um, and then you so could I, you could sign Drummond if he doesn't pick up that option. He'd be a restricted yeah, free agent. That's exactly right. Jeremy Grant's gonna be gonna be a free agent, dude. That's huge. I, lo- that's, I would like that a lot. Jeremy Grant's look at this mm-hmm. list, dude. There's uh, Fred Van Vliet's gonna be a free agent, dude. That's defense we right there. Need, we like, don't need that though. We no, have we have too many that. Fred Van Vliet's on our team. Jalen Brunson is Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> um, Fournier, he plays good defense, dude. There's just so many, nope. so many like 
of those little bitty pieces that are coming up in free agency. And those guys are not a dime a dozen because they're hard to come by, but you always see those guys come up in free agency and sleep and people sleep on them. They're going after the big names, right? They basically just need a wing that can play defense. That could be the fourth, fifth or sixth best player on your team and not have to pay more than $50 million a year. I would, yeah, I would not make a move this year. If I was Dallas, I would okay. target Jay Crowder in the free agency. Absolutely not. I would target. That would never happen. I would well, target. He was not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. That would never. Rick and Jeremy Grant. And I would target um, Otto Porter, um, Evan Turner. Those would be the guys that would be targeting. Yeah, I don't know about Evan Turner. Just certainly not for the 18 mil he's making right now. But it, it, it's, it's interesting. Free, they're free to, agents. To, yeah, I know. But it, it's it's interesting to think about. I mean, I'm kind of with you the more we talk about this, that maybe Dallas shouldn't make a move because as good as they're playing right now and as talented as this team can be, we've talked about it. I mean, they're just too young to go into – a Western Conference gauntlet and go beat, you know, Houston, LA, LA, or Denver, yeah. Utah, Lakers. Like, this is not going to happen this year. So I think you go get the experience with the roster you have. And then I think you do sign maybe one guy this offseason, Josh. But I do think you want to leave some cap space out there because 2021 is a big year. And that is the year Giannis is a free agent. And if he hasn't won a championship, I mean, the Euro Connect is real. There's a lot of other big free agents that year. I think you got to leave some money. And they're, they're looking at only having like 50 mil on the books that year. And Luca yeah. will still be on rookie contracts. So and that, that is going to be a, the big year for them. Yeah, dude. You can, you can sign. So let me ask me this. Let's say you, get, you sign Andre Drummond. First round, if the playoffs started today, first round you play Utah. Probably get out of that alive. Next round, you play the winner of Denver and Houston. I don't know about that. The next round, you play the winner of – They beat the or, piss out of both of those teams. Yeah, but in the seven game series, like we're, we're yeah, talking playoffs. I'm just like, saying, like they, uh, and I then you have, Andre, and then you play the Lakers, Clippers. They beat the, the two piss. teams. You, that, that's run? the two teams that that scare the piss out of me. But I think with Andre Drummond, the Nuggets don't scare me. We mm-hmm. we can out, we can Court, outscore or Jokic has been bad. Yeah, we, yeah, good. we yeah. we can outscore them. Like we can, we Utah's have the firepower to outscore them. Houston obviously still scares me sometimes when you have a guy that can go for thirty nine. Every night. And you don't have anybody that can guard him. You don't have anyone that can guard him. That's the scary part. But if you throw they, dude, they DFS do. And, and you do kind of almost that double team thing, but you have KP and Drummond back there, that's two big bodies and their feet are pretty good. I don't know. I, I think we could give Houston a really good series. Uh, Utah doesn't scare me. It's really the two LA teams that scare me, scare me the most. I would have Houston third on that list. The, the thing, though, is like – so let me ask you this, Kyle. This is what they should do, right? Or we, we've thrown around a couple of ideas of what, what we all think they should do. I think we're all a little bit different of a place. That's no problem. Sure. What do you think they will do? I, I think they're going to end up doing what Josh said. I think, I think they may be having these conversations. And sure, if, if Detroit agrees to do something that's just like a complete steal, like if you can trade Court, Courtney Lee and DeLon Wright in a couple of seconds for Drummond, it probably Shoot. happens. Absolutely. I don't think Detroit's going to make that decision, though. Uh, so I think conversations happen. Nothing gets done, though, as far as a trade, and they go and sign a you know, second or third tier mid-level free agent to, to get some wing defense and then see what they have next year and, and, and look at 2021. I think that's what's going to happen. Do you see a deal getting done? Kinda. 
Yeah, their name is Dude. in the trade rumor a lot more than it ever has been. I'll, I'll, I, yeah, the they're only, not a trade team. No, regardless they, of they historically them. haven't been. Yeah, right. I mean, regardless of talking about it, regardless of whether they should do a deal or not, I kind of think that they will. They're going to do something. Okay. I don't know what it's going to be, but they're going to do something. I don't hate that either. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm all about you know. Hey, let's take let's take a shot. Like, this is fun. This is the yeah. most fun I've had as a Mavs fan in a long time. So, and, I'm all for it. I just I'm I'm interested to see what that what that deal would be. If it's not either of those guys, I don't see what what deal gets put into place. Yeah, it may be something we're not necessarily expecting kind of to Josh's point. Maybe it's more of your your wing guy, you know, versus right. kind of what we feel like the immediate need is. So I mean, maybe they go that direction. I just I don't know. I I feel like they whenever Cuban and Donnie kind of get together and they see hey, things are going well, they're they're never really willing to sit back too much. They traditionally they have not been that that team while they don't trade a lot they've still never been afraid to go out and get your rondos or whatever you need to get i mean regardless that didn't work out but sure. I, I don't know no, dwight I, powell I might be the best. yeah dwight powell might actually be the best thing that came out of that trade but it, it's interesting that they've never really been ones to sit back when they they are feeling themselves and i think they're feeling themselves very much so yeah it's a good point. Yeah, I mean, whether, Donnie's going to take. You're right. Donnie's Donnie's a, a gunslinger, man. He'll take a shot. Whether that's smart or not, I don't know. But that's what, just historically, given what this team has done and how they've never, like, they've had this like stain on them for so long of not being able to recruit recruit free agents. But that's never really deterred them from trying. So sure. yeah, I mean. I, they, they just don't – last year was the first time they, they made a trade since Wilson Chandler – or since Tyson Chandler and Raymond Felton. Like, yeah. I'm looking through their trade trades acquisitions. There was nothing in well, 15, dude, they've 16, been 16, 17, they've been 17, 18. Years. <laughs> yeah. It, and I, I, I'm just – they're not historically a trade team. And historically, it just hasn't – they haven't had any of these blockbuster ones. Go check um, out those I, trades they made at the uh, for that 2011 championship team that got them there. Yeah. Go look at them. They're, it's major team. Yeah, and K, KP maybe uh, you know because they traded for him last year. That may be, you know, the 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 you know the, yeah exactly. That might be the first of many, and maybe this is something they try to do because they've they do have a lot of good young assets. Honestly, they don't have a lot of picks, but they got a lot of good young players. You just said they got the number one bench in the league, and it's like if you look at it, they have like a legit 10, 11 man rotation. Yeah, for sure. So they do, and that's that's Carlisle. No He's, doubt. He, He's maxing that roster out for sure. Yeah. Like, and then some. It's been really been an impressive job. I mean, I think he's clearly coach of the year right now. Yeah. Uh, dude, I don't. So I'll, I'll throw you one. I don't know that Frank Vogel's not in that conversation right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you feel that way considering where your expectations were versus where we're at. Um, I think he's in the conversation. Your team's 24 and 4. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's. I, I, I think LeBron's bought into him. I think everybody's kind of bought into him. It's that that we're we're talking about this before we came on the air about an article that Kyle and I happened to read. I don't know if you saw it or not today, Josh. It was an SI article, but it was about it was basically titled, you know, what we missed with the Lakers. And it's just kind of talking about, you know, some of the things that we maybe underestimated, things like Dwight Howard being what he's been, the fact that JaVale McGee's been healthy and they've been able to tag team in and out, like Frank Vogel being really good and and Jason Kidd managing to sit behind him and, and, you know, be fine with that. A lot of different things. Like, I mean, Rob Palenka is being looked at as executive of the year right now. 
Josh, yeah. Josh is just like, I didn't, I didn't miss anything. Josh, Josh saw this coming. <laughs> I will give him credit there. Uh, dude, it's, I didn't it's see the absolutely shocking. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely shocking. Is it sustainable though? Like 24 and four, are they going to be 48 and eight? I mean, maybe, but after, like, because I mean, that would be maintaining pace. Are they going to be there a little after the All Star break? Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no reason to think that it's not sustainable, right? If you're when you're 22, 24 and four, <laughs> they're on pace for seventy one. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. So that's like, do they get seventy wins? No, I mean, like, so if you're asking if if you're asking is it sustainable, like sixty wins going? That's into what I'm saying. Season? Like their winning percentage right now is it sustainable? Uh, I wouldn't say. I don't think they're going to get seventy wins. Okay. No. But but I think they'll be plus sixty. I think oh, they'll yeah, be, yeah, yeah. For be sure. plus maybe 65. even mid sixties. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I I would see them right now being around sixty one to sixty five wins. I mean, just and the way they've been playing is unreal. And LeBron gives a shit. That's the most amazing part of the whole thing. Yeah. It seems like his defense is getting better too, which is really scary. Dude, he's terrifying. So good defensively. This is one of the most all around years he's pl- like just all around game that he's played since he was in Miami. He's, I mean, he's dominating the game on both ends of the floor more so than I've ever seen him, maybe even than in Cleveland or Miami. He's like, he's basically like a guy that's at, at like a 2A high school. And he's just playing QB and middle linebacker, and he's just going for like 500 yards and 20 tackles because he's, <laughs> yeah. he is the middle linebacker and the QB on both sides of the ball. Somehow, it really is. Somehow yeah. he keeps thinking, mercy, mercy, this keeps getting easier and easier. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, I think that that's a huge part of it, and I think the coaching has been superb. Like I think that Vogel's done a really good job, and I don't know that it was ever really. I mean that that Indiana roster that he had for so long was so janky, and he just kind of and then he went to the Magic, and that didn't really work, and it just I don't know. It, it kind of felt like he was not on a great career trajectory, but he seems to have this team really bought in defensively. I. I loved him when he was in Indiana. I thought he was a great coach. And, and I was saying it from the moment that they started talking about hiring him. I said, you take him over Ty Lue. Um, I would not take Ty Lue over, over Frank Vogel. But he was their third option. That's the craziest yeah, part about it. They, got, they lucked into him for sure. Um, but, man, he's he's – I've been big on Vogel because he has just a great – he runs great plays and he knows how to – he maxed out that Pacers team. Like he ran into the chainsaw that was LeBron every single year, right? Sure. But they they gave them they put some body blows on the on the the Cavs back then. Um, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Um, you're you're exactly right in that LeBron's playing as good as we've ever seen him play. He's not he's not 2011 2012 LeBron, right? He's not sure. Miami LeBron, but not athletically. It's but mentally, he may be in a different place. Yeah, mentally he's he's better. I would yeah. say, um, and he's he's. Coaching the entire offense, he's coaching the entire defense, dude. That guy's like having another coach out there, and he's doing a good job of deferring to De Vogel when he needs to. Like, this I mean, is a different type of LeBron. He's he's a better shooter, a somehow a better passer than he was then. The really like the only thing he can't do that he was doing in 2011 on Miami is he's not going to get you know two steals a game where he just breaks on a ball, beats everyone down court, and just yams it from the free throw line, and he's heads 10 and a half feet in the air like he, he doesn't do that anymore yeah but aside from that he's still doing everything pretty well it's i mean he's still he's still number nine in defensive win shares <laughs> right in absurd. the league that's crazy dude he's 34 yeah. yeah like everybody else on that list has not been in the league anywhere near 17 years right yeah. like those are all young guys but he's done something like 
I think Kyle, you and I talked about this on the last episode where like he's done something every year that's grown his game and now it's just kind of all put together. And I think he know he's so I think it's this thing is twofold. Number one, he's never played next to a player like Anthony Davis. No, Never. not not even close. All all due respect to Dwayne Wade, dude. Love Kyrie. Not no, even close. Not even close. So he's never played next to a guy where he can take a back seat. And the back seat, I mean, eighty percent LeBron is still eighty percent LeBron James, and still better than ninety nine percent of people in the league. Yeah, well, it's. I think he's more of going hundred percent seventy percent of the time. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like he's still going hard, but he can literally just throw it to 80 in the post and take take that offensive possession off and just be ready for, you know, an offensive rebound or a fast break. Yeah. yeah. Also, He's never had that luxury. They're still playing switch defense, and switch defense yeah. is not ex- as exhausting as running over screens, dude. They have – okay, listen to this list. LeBron's number nine defensive win shares. Anthony Davis is number 23. Uh, Alex Caruso and Avery Bradley are 40 and 41. Dude, those two guys are playing out of their minds defensively, and they're knocking down shots and scoring. Like – this this team, so the Clippers have this bench that can come in and Montrez Harrell drops 20, Lou Williams drops 20, right? They have this team that can come in off the bench and just score out of, out of their minds. But the Lakers have this team that can come off the bench and just shut you down and you can't score. And at the end of the day, you're scoring more points than the other team if it you're is, only scoring two points. It's right? funny. No, you're right. That's a terrific point because it's funny because that's the opposite of the narrative coming into the, league, into right. the yeah. year and probably the opposite of the narrative that people believe right now. Yeah, Definitely. and everybody's who's. I remember there was an article at the beginning of the year that said who's going to play defense for Los Angeles Lakers, and I was like, <laughs> "This is a freaking professional sports writer." First off, have you never seen Anthony, Anthony Davis? Davis? Right. Like he'll yeah. he'll guard every single every single position if he needs to, you know. But I it's it, it was amazing to me that they must have been the most underrated team to ever have two top five superstars go to the same team. I think that's yeah, fair. I With their over under at fifty wins, <laughs> and yeah. you have two of the four best players in the league. I and even that's... I took the big over, and I was at like fifty five, fifty seven. Yeah, right? you did. They could blow it out of the water and hit sixty five wins, sixty wins. I just so my only thing is, and so we we touched on this for a second. I mean, no team, not just like a few teams. I'm talking no teams wanted to sign Dwight Howard. Yeah. And, it's very and true. like, look at—I mean, he's been virtually invisible for the last two or three years, and he's been great this year. Yeah, and it's really like working. Three years ago, he was averaging a lot. Yeah, but like, he's been been productive, but just not that guy that he was in Orlando. No, and like, but like at the end of the day, like, it's really working where you have. JaVale McGee, who is somehow really, really healthy so far this year, like they're able to switch time and it's working really well. And it's just enough switch ups whenever you do that that it kind of it's you're able to stagger it really nicely, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. They have three bigs with his exact same skill set. Now right. take into account Anthony Davis has this all other skill set that's a guard inside of a big man's body in addition to <laughs> right. Dwight Howard's skill set. But like he's just getting his minutes massaged so much. Last year he averaged twenty five minutes a game. The year before that he averaged thirty and he's averaged thirty his entire career. He's at twenty minutes a game now. There's just no pressure on him, dude. And Dwight has never been he's always been Shaq in a less talented body. He's always been the guy that just wants to have a good time and wanted to be Disney World in Orlando. You know, he's never been that guy that like Kobe where he just wanted to come in and kill everybody. He just wants to have a good time. And they're allowing Dwight Howard to have a good time. 
that's a very good point. No, that's, that's well said. And, you know, with the combination of McGee and Howard, as far as what that gives you rim protection wise and rebound wise, you know, it talks about in that article, but the combination of those two guys, if you look at it together, is like a fringe level all-star player, right? So you're getting what you need out of the five, out of the five position. My question, particularly to you, Josh, I'm interested in your thoughts here. Does Kuzma fit into what they're doing? Because he's not a good defender, and he plays the same position as Anthony Davis. Yeah. Anytime – so whenever you have a top-tier defense and you have somebody that could come in and just – like Kuzma had – the talent is there. He just can't quite figure it out, right? So if anytime that you can bring in somebody and you can knock down five or six threes in a game and just go off in a game, like you never know when that guy is going to be your spark plug and right. you need him to push him over. So does he fit in to that team? Yeah, because they are, they're playing so loosely and so freely that he does. there's no pressure on him, you know? I would ask, you know, do you trade him? Because I think you can get a lot for him. But I don't really know what holes they need to fill. Yeah, and I, I don't think I would – you know, I can't think of, an, of a hole they need to fill. But if um, you do that, you're trading for pieces depth, for, for the future, like depth type stuff. Like, yeah. Because they don't have a lot of that right now, remember. I think you could get a lottery pick back for him, actually. Yeah, yeah, because he he's he is a twenty to twenty two point per per game scorer on a. I'm, what team would do that? I'm I'm not giving up any assets that I have from the Lakers for any type of picks. Like it's okay. right now, and I'm Wait rattling now. off championships. I'm trying to rattle off three or four. Okay, if I'm the Lakers, um, and also you've got to convince Anthony Davis to stay. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Is you got to build a team around him to. So like that—that's the argument too. Yeah, you just you're just kind of like adding that to Anthony. Is that what you're saying? Well, what I'm saying is like it, you have like say that you know we get two years from now LeBron retires or you know whatever I don't care but like just sure you know say that LeBron comes to the end of his contract says I don't want to play any basketball anymore I'm out of here I can't really prove anymore I want a ring here you know that thing whatever like they've got to think about okay well we're keeping Anthony Davis what is he going to have around him after that because he's our franchise player so like i think the other side of that argument is that whenever you have the chance to trade someone like kuzma if you can get a first round you know like a pretty a lottery pick for him depending on what you're thinking about as far as what the lottery looks like and everything you've got to consider it yeah but I, I get what you're saying like they've got to win as many championships as they can right now what about if you trade would you trade kuzma because he doesn't i mean he doesn't do much for you defensively would you trade kuzma for bogdanovich this, the uh, Sacramento Bogdanovich because he's shooting 40, 39.9% from three. I probably would. I don't think I don't think Sacramento would take that. I, ooh, I don't know, man. I do. I mean, yeah. you're looking at a 13-point-per-game career score versus, you know, closer to a 20. And yeah, he's at, he's at 11 now. He's, he's kind of taking a step back this year. I, he's I only playing know. 27 minutes a game. Oh, Kuzma? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I just don't – I would I do that? Yeah, I, I would definitely do that if I were the Lakers because – the more people that you can have for LeBron that can catch a ball that hits him in the chest and then shoot a three, like that's great. That's how you win with LeBron, right? So it's true. It's a true story. And like I think I, I will say the only concern that I still have about the Lakers, even though it's so far proven not to be accurate, but I mean, as we get further along in the season, who knows, is just the health thing. Like if JaVale or Dwight get gets hurt that's a significant punch in their in their lineup it's a big deal um the lakers right now have an average age of 29 years 
Um, the pretty last, old. pretty old. The last, it is pretty old, but it's actually prime NBA championship. The yes, last ten have been the Warriors at twenty eight, the Cavs at twenty nine, the Warriors at twenty seven, the Spurs at twenty eight, Heat at thirty, Heat at twenty nine, Dallas at thirty, Lakers at twenty seven, twenty six Lakers, thirty Spurs. Like that's prime championship age. So they are like you do have these old players, and I think the biggest concern that people have and why they perceive that oldness there is LeBron James is the fact that he's 34 and he's their best yeah. best player but your second best player or possibly your best player depending upon how you want to look at it is 26 25 yeah right right dude so I and all those LeBron like teams older. you just rattled off were all 29 or higher yeah so like every team LeBron's been on is old every team LeBron's been on for the last eight years is win now because they're trying to get championships well yeah because you're with Tristan Thompson and the like you're not you know you're dragging about a bunch the, of corpses there yeah, exactly. And think about the difference in maturity between an age of 25 and a 30 year old. Like these are still humans, oh, yeah. right? Right. So, and they're still trying to do They're at the end of the day, this is a job for them. So, um, they, they are all they're I think they're the oldest team in the league right now, actually. Um, now the, uh, looks like the Rockets actually are at 30 years old. Um, but they're the second oldest team in the league, but it's prime championship age. That's a great. That's a great stat. Where, what, just out of curiosity, if you have that list in front of you, where are the Clippers at on that? Uh, Clippers are at. They're probably going to be younger because Kyle, don't let this be a kryptonite thing like you have with your tra- time 26. travel stuff. Twenty six. Twenty six. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I saw a really good graphic that had like nope. it had skill of skill of teams and then uh, y or x axis that was age of teams and the Lakers, Rockets, um, I think the Jazz as well. It was a preseason. We're all in the championship age. The Clippers were just a little bit outside because they were they were pretty young. But um, I mean, young teams have won before. Like look at those first Warriors. They were at twenty six. That's a good point. Well, the the thing we've talked about before though, and you know, talking about injuries with the Lakers, I feel the same way with the Clippers. I, I just feel like the Clippers the way the season is going are more likely to suffer injuries than the Lakers are. I think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are much more injury prone than AD or LeBron. Yeah. Like LeBron's 34, but he's a flipping iron man. Yeah. He's on a lot, a lot of PEDs. And and say what you will about Anthony Davis's injury last year. He wasn't injured. He was just not playing. (laughs) That, That man left and got on a plane in the second quarter without <laughs> yeah, no cortisone, yeah. no, sh- no, no, we're, we're going to take you to the hospital. We're going to go get MRIs. Just out. Now I'm going to go, I'm going to go home with this. PJ. Right. There's no, no load management going on for either of those, except for massaging minutes during games, whenever they're blowing <laughs> out teams, right? You see load management on the other side. Like I'm, if you give me two prime or two superstars and say, there's been no load management going on. The first game that either one of them has taken off is, is today. It's Anthony Davis. They're both averaging this. They're both doing this on the defensive end and then showed me this other team. I'm going, that other team has a bit, much bigger concern for me, you know. But, um, like, I get, the, I get the load management culture. But at the end of the day, Kawhi still has a pretty messed up quad, and that's why yeah, they do it for him. We don't know if Kawhi has been healthy since he left San Antonio, really. Yeah. Because he played 60 games last year and was, dude, I mean, by the end of that playoff run, he was, like, hobbling. Yeah. Yeah, in, those, in the last game, and he was still knocking down shots. So he's just – he's amazing, but – Paul George has a history of shoulder injuries. He's had three so- shoulder surgeries. I have more concerns about that team as far as having a superstar go down than I do. Oh, by the way, Lakers. he doesn't have a bone in one of his legs. Yeah, geez. That was bad. <laughs> you know, so and I that's, mean, that's a freak injury. You can't help that. Sure, but it's just I think that is more of a concern than people realize and people being myself as well coming into, into the year. 
a team I am feeling a little bit better about that I was down on maybe three weeks ago is my my Sixers, though. Well, real quick, I wanted to ask you, because I want to get into the Sixers next. How many games do you think Kawhi's played this year? 15. I don't – I I feel like load management is a thing because people talk about it constantly whenever it happens. But I don't. I can't think of big games that he sat out. Wait, so I'm yeah, going to go wait, 20. Hold on. How many I'm games have the Clippers played? I'm going to say, say that he's taken off six okay. games, five okay. games. I'll say 15. He's played what? 20 games. 20? Wow. So – more than it feels like, for sure. Yeah, it, how it's many because games every time played, he does though? it, they talk about it, you know? Probably how many 25, games have they 26. played, though? 20, yeah, I mean, that's still that's kind of a lot. That's a quarter of your games. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a lot. But, I mean, I'm sure they were nights where, you know, they don't really necessarily need him. So it's not... I I just don't think it's exactly insane. Like I, uh, I, They played 28 games, so he's missed he's missed 30% of their games. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Dude, they're 13-1 and one at home. That's God dang. The Lakers are 14 and one on the road. Well, they've only lost three games, period. So they've got well, like a 13 two, two road game streak. They've got a 13 road game streak. Yeah, I guess it just ended. But yeah, that's man. That's wild. Dude, Matt, so we had we had the opportunity to have streaking bucks on a 19 game win win streak versus oh, streaking Lakers yeah. on like a 14. And they both lost. I know. What a bunch yeah, of, kind of frustrating. What a bunch you, of son you, of a bitches. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing you can do to the NBA. We need you to rig these games a little bit better. I don't yeah. know what you're doing. I expect better than this. I expect yeah. better, better being the key. Um, yeah. So speaking I, I, of, I do, but I was gonna say, I do think that Lakers bucks game on Thursday is going to be electric regardless of streaks or whatever. That's going to be, you know, Three of the maybe the three best players in the league, you know, three of the four or five best players in the league, all yeah, on the court at the same time with Middleton. Yep. Oh my god! <laughs> Josh, is, Josh is just his his ideal team is just Lonzo, Ben Simmons, Middleton. I was wrong on Ben Simmons. I'm ready to admit it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good. I'm yes. I'm taking my Lakers and offsetting it. I was wrong on ben okay. Simmons. Okay, this is what you hope. do every day, every year. You have your 500 on your takes all year. You got great <laughs> ones and bad ones. Complete. I just love parody, baby. You're, you're I hate all about the it. Golden State Warriors. I just love parody. Is Simmons' contract a bad contract now? Because I don't even know if I'm ready to say that with the way that things are going to increase. You couldn't let him walk, dude. You, you, I want you to tell me. Okay, you got a six ten point guard who's going to be fourth in the league in assists and also pull down seven boards a game. Yeah, sign me up, man. Like, yeah, th- there's he can't and a really score. good defender. Yeah, and a great defender. Yeah, and he can't score. Like, and that's a big, big issue. And in this day and age, you've got to be able to score. And right now, he's actually has a thirteen pie. I don't know what his per is, but thirteen pie is really low. He's declined every single year. Um, so I, I, he needs to fix some things and he, if he continues, if this, let's just say this, if he finishes career at 14, seven and eight, he will be a disappointment. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's sure. got a score. Crazy. Point. How many, how many players can you say that about? That's okay. crazy. 14, yeah, seven true. and eight, but he will be a disappointment because he has such a much higher ceiling than that. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of hype. It's like, I mean, I feel like if Zion goes, 16 and 8 in his career like that's going to be a huge disappointment yeah i mean if he even plays a game in his career it'll be, it'll be... <laughs> he hey, he's uh two hours ago bleacher report cleared for light shooting oh really for light shooting light shooting and what's he been doing this entire time why does he need to be shooting anyways like what 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 the they have a little doctor bench? but i'm clearing him to just launch was he in a wheelchair <laughs> 
he must Does light shooting involve him standing up? What if he just comes back to 50 and just has like an eight back oh and gets God. popped for BEDs? <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, I would say like, I, you can't predict what happened to Zion. Like I'll give you, I'll give you that. Right. So I, I did have injury concerns just cause he was so heavy, but you can't predict the dude blowing out his knee in the, in a preseason game and not playing the entire year. So yeah. that's, that's just dumb luck on my, my point. Although I do pick these injuries pretty often. Yeah, you do. You, c- you, do about t- it. you do tend to like talk them into <laughs> existence, which is very concerning. So yeah, you all, and you also, I mean, you said knees don't know the difference between, 280 pounds and 230 pounds where a that heart was, does. And I mean, he injured his knee. So that was pretty, that was supposed to be a like, joke. I don't need you guys to suck me off for that. That was supposed <laughs> to be a joke at the end. No, I'm We're, saying uh, I'm a little, I'm a little terrified. I need you to not talk about anything with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Let's talk about your knees, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, for sure. So let me ask you this. I was thinking about it the other day. What if, would you guys consider like, if you're either team here, if you're Philly or golden state, would you consider a swap for Ben Simmons for D'Angelo Russell? I would I would do that if I'm Golden State. That's what I'm saying. Uh, honestly, though, I think that could. <laughs> Josh is so pissed that it's come to this. I don't know. This is where I... Josh wouldn't have traded Ben Simmons for Luca and KP last year. Now he's now he's. Dude, if I was a GM and you asked me that question, I would just shit my pants right there. I'd be <laughs> like, uh, I don't. I resign. Get get Jeannie Buss in here. I think she can make a better decision than me. <laughs> I mean, lose lose. I think I would still take Ben Simmons because he does literally everything better except score. Let's see. I'm pulling up the numbers here real quick because he's a better passer. He's a better rebounder. I mean, I'm just going eye test here. Better passer, better rebounder, better defender, but a lot bigger of a guy. But I, I, I'm saying though, the reason I asked though, think about it though. Like think about the team he plays on. Yeah. Right now. Like he was much better in Brooklyn last year than he was. He's been in golden state just because of the situation right but if you get a healthy clay and steph what if you just let D- ben simmons bring the ball up like ben simmons can't, can't still five, get ben. well he can still get to the hoop so if he's bringing the ball up and you just go one-on-one all day with him with a point guard or a wing like he's going to get buckets and it's like do you know what a drive kick and shoot with steph curry and clay thompson would look like ben simmons would average 40 and 10 assists on that team dude that'd be like and impo- like That'd be impossible to stop, but um, that's my point. Yeah, I really, I really, really like D'Angelo Russell though. Um, he was the first player ever to record, or besides Steph Curry, to record 500 assists and I think it was 300 made threes or something like yeah. that. It was like the in, within the first two years. It was it, so I love, I love D'Angelo Russell, and I think he's a great player. Um, Does that make Philly better? I think it could. Yeah, I think it kind of does. Yeah, they don't I, need I, defense I and size. They got that. They need scoring. Right. Yeah. That's my point. That's why I, I was thinking about how, how this trade would really work for both sides. It gives them a much more traditional lineup. I'll I'll say that. Yeah. I think that uh, lineup's too big. I really do. I I thought that going into the year too. I just there there's not but, enough scoring there. I mean, no dude, such thing as too big, Justin. Shut up. They're eight. <laughs> They're eight and two in their last ten games. They're still they're twenty and eight. I mean, third goes for third best in the league. Yeah, um, they they really wrong. If by too big you mean they they can't fill it up from the three point line. I agree. Right. Yeah, and I um, think in a seven they're still game, pacing to win five more games. They did last year, but in a seven game set against this a team like the Celtics who shoot the fucking lights out of the gym, like you've got to think that, like you've got to think about what your competition is around you too. 
I think that's fair, but isn't it also I, – and I, I think that's a good point. But on the flip side of that, couldn't you argue that Philadelphia in a seven-game series could physically wear down a finesse team like Boston? They don't uh, have the bodies to bang with those dudes. No, no. But I mean, if the, kind of what we were talking about earlier, if Boston goes and makes a trade that you know shores up that lineup, then yeah, you're. I mean, you had Boston Drummond has Andre Drummond. I'm not I'm saying telling, that, <laughs> dude. That's what I'm telling you. And so, like, you got to think that that we're talking about Danny Ainge here. But if you're four and five, or Gordon Hayward and Ennis Cantor, and you're playing against Embiid and Horford, you are going to be you're beaten gonna up eaten after up. that game. You're going to yeah. need an ice bath. Yeah, Embiid's going to eat against that team. And unless <laughs> like he... Cantor on Embiid is the worst matchup I can yeah. think of in the NBA that play the same position. It's definitely yeah. terrible. As long as he doesn't poop his pants on the court from eating too many Oreos, he's going to do fantastic. But like the the way that the way that the league and the rules that we're looking at now, it really it's for a finesse game. They're trying to take it away from from power games. So I, I like, I think it depends on the refs that you put on the court, right? So there's a there's a great. Uh, to, we're gonna be we're honest here. <laughs> that's where we're at these days. It's, Dude, that, it's that's just, exactly it's not where about the play. Days. It's not about there's the play. A, there's a great excerpt from the Jordan rules where the and it's written by this guy that traveled with uh traveled with the Bulls in their first championship, the traveling beat writer for the for the Chicago Bulls, where he talks about. Um, Michael Jordan knew whether or not they were going to win the game based upon the refs that they got because he knew that some refs, whenever they play in Detroit, some refs let Detroit rough them up and some refs wouldn't. And he knew that Stern was going to put in the refs to make that go seven games. And it depended. And it was like game seven. And he was saying, yeah, we won. Like Stern put in the right Right. refs. And I mean, that's crazy. And I'm glad it's not at that point anymore. Because, I mean, and you look at the physicality of those games, it's like, I mean, that's a different – it's not a different sport, but it's it's it almost is, man. Yeah. Like, well, they let him play a zone, which was illegal, and that's why Jordan couldn't couldn't beat him is because he actually had to play against a defense that LeBron faces now. Right. <laughs> that's that's for all you old-time listeners. Boy, so, <laughs> that is what it takes. So Harden is the greatest scorer of all time is what you're saying. Harden is <laughs> – damn – dude, I was talking about this with somebody – with my boy that's a Houston fan. I'm ready to say that Harden is the second greatest scorer of all time behind Wilt. Behind Wilt. He's a better scorer than Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think so, sure. too. I'm ready to say that he is this generation's Carl Malone as well, and I love that take. I'm, a, I'm also I'm I mean, also that's a great take, that. but here, here's why he's a better scorer than Jordan is. All the old dudes, anybody that's born after, like, 1984 or before, 1983 or before, they're going to come and say that Jordan's a better scorer because the game is more physical and you can hand check. Yeah. There. Good point. Okay, but you know – what people do to James Harden is two people guard him 46 feet from the basket. Yeah, dude, yeah, that exactly. never happened to Michael Jordan. And when James Harden gets around somebody, two bigs crash. Right. Granted, maybe that's why he's averaging nine assists and he's not that great of a passer, but no, he's a great passer. He is a good passer. He's a good, good passer. passer. He's a good passer. Two bigs crash. That didn't go back and watch Michael Jordan. Bigs didn't come over. They weren't fast enough. The and, bigs and came over fast over, enough to really. get their Jordan's dick in their face. That's the yeah, only thing that they did. Over. Like it was just yeah. Jordan getting dunks. Like Harden would have gone for fifty in that era too. Yeah. yeah. So it, I will agree that the game was more physical back then, but you could couldn't run these defenses. Like that's how Dallas beat Miami the first year is they ran this box and one weird ass trap defense that LeBron had never seen and was illegal ten years ago. Right. right? Yeah. So. The, the the game's just so much different. So I, I will say to go, to bring us back full circle. I'm usually not the one that brings us back, so this is nice. Look at you. But to bring us back full circle, I I I, I don't know who would win in a, in a seven game series between 
the the Sixers and the Celtics, man. They both look like fantastic teams, and they both have very different styles of play. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a clash. And I think it, a lot of it depends on how the refs call those games. Like if the refs are consistent and up front say we're not going to let you do this, Philly. I think Philly's really going to struggle. But yeah, if, yeah, for sure. But if they're if they're consistent and they let Philly like just rough them up, then Boston's really going to struggle. Especially when you have people like Tatum and Brown who have both taken leaps this year but who have historically struggled mentally just because they're young, right? If you have a seven-game series like that where they're getting roughed up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back to where they're having struggles again. Yes, and I, the Al Horford effect is a big deal in that series because he deal. swapped teams, and he is by far the most veteran, savvy, mentally stable leader on that floor. Yeah, and they swapped him for Kemba Walker as far as a leader goes. And I don't think that dude – has that good dude ever played in the playoff game? No. no oh, maybe. Kemba is a great – leader for that team like he fits in really well that team loves Kimba but and I hate saying this because I'm six foot but six foot player can't win you a play a seven game playoff series that really yeah. matters and you it's can't a, teach experience you know it, it, you just it's good that's gonna have to be Brown and Tatum really taking the step forwards to win that series it's gonna come down to those guys and Marcus, Kimba has played 11 playoff games and uh Marcus Smart as well Kyle yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know, Mark Smart's a, a local guy that went to high school around me. I'm a big fan of him. And, you know, his his defense is fantastic, and it always seems to even get a little bit better in the playoffs. He's not scared of any moment, I can no. tell you that for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that would be a, a really interesting matchup. And, I mean, you look at how the Heat are playing right now. We talked a little bit about that last episode. Like, uh, I mean, they that to Jimmy Butler is still – the man and they know exactly when to get that ball in his hands at the right time and i mean it's just classic spolster stuff we talked about this last episode a little bit but they're impressive to me when i watch jimmy butler i'm like this guy's not even that good he just has humongous balls yeah like he just he just doesn't get a no moment's too big for him like no he just got a day pass at 24 hour fitness knows nobody in there and he's just gonna take 32 shots yeah exactly that's that's what he's doing he'll (laughs) have eight points and then he'll go off for 10 in a row in the fourth quarter he'll take the he's like He's almost like old Kobe with his shot selection. Yeah, almost, yeah. dude. It was funny. Uh, was good. Uh, whenever they were playing the Mavericks the other night, they they uh, teed it up to go to overtime. And, you know, of course, they put it in Jimmy Butler's hands. And my buddy was like, that's what he drew up out of the timeout. And I was like, oh, yeah, put it in Jimmy Butler's hands. Yeah, that. Yeah, they, he's one of those like Scott Yeah, that's exactly on. what they do. You put it in Jimmy Butler's fucking hands. What are you talking? Scott about? Brooks is just at home, like ah, yes, another great idea. Mm. You saw the? <laughs> did, do you remember that that <laughs> that picture that floated around from when Durant was hurt in 2016? And they had a picture of Scott Brooks and and it like showed the back of his clipboard and somebody photoshopped over it and it said Scott Brooks secret plays and it spelled secret S E C R I T and they marked through Durant. <laughs> And then they marked through Kendrick Perkins, and then they had three Westbrook question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so great, that's awesome, dude. That's what it was like. Um, talk to me about the Bucks, dude. You've said, Kyle, and I think you said this too, Justin. You've said that you're concerned. You can't have Chris Middleton be your second best player on that team. Yeah, I've, I've and been I'm strong on that. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm there. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, he could be a a good third best player, though. Like, he's a good player. He's just an all star. He made an all star team. Um, He's just here with that. He's a fringe star, star, right? Like, we've talked about it. There's stars, all stars, superstars. He's he's a star, right? 
And he does a lot of things well, but he's not a guy that I trust where if Giannis is having an off game, like that could be my that could be my one B guy tonight, right? Like he can go give me 30. I know he can do that one game a series. So let me let me say this. That team, he's not he can't be the second best guy because you know who the other the other second best guy is? Anthony Davis, Paul George, like Right, right. Those the number guys, two like, on every other team is yeah, a lot it's, better it's than so Middleton. much better than him, right. except for the Rockets. Right, right. I would take Middleton over Russ. Um, but mm. like, I I really believe in that team, and I really love the way that team is built. But I think that the team is just too talented. Yeah, that's the a league, team. The league, excuse me, the league. Right, right. But that's a team in Milwaukee. I will say, they the reason that you just the point you just made, their number two is a lot worse than the other contenders' number twos. It's because their three, four, five, six, seven is a lot better, right? Like they have a really good rotation. So that's not a team that I think necessarily needs that to get there. It's just far as really, as far as holding the tr- trophy at the end, I don't think Middleton could be that guy. I still think, you know, Milwaukee has a good shot at making the finals, though. I yeah, uh, can't see a team beating Milwaukee in the in the East. Yeah, but I, I mean, I look at what happened with them and the Mavericks last night. I mean, the Mavericks nearly let that slip away. But regardless, like, it, it's getting to be a situation with Milwaukee where, it, and I think we kind of brushed on this earlier too, but, like, you can't really control Giannis. So just control everything else around him. Yeah. And, like, let, teams let are going to be able have to, his 50. Right. And because pe- teams are going to figure that out and see that that's kind of the, I mean, I'm not a big, like, this is the blueprint to beating so-and-so guy. But I just mean that, that there's going to be a trend there that, I mean, that's how that team is built. That's just a yeah. fact. I, I don't know. I think they can get challenged in the East. I think Boston has the offensive talent. I kind of think so, too. But I think the Sixers and the Raptors are the only team that can throw bodies at Giannis. Like the Sixers and Raptors, yeah. if you look at just the top 10 teams in the East right now, not even close. That's Those are the two best teams as far as throwing athletic big bodies at Giannis. Yeah, I think you have to be – great 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 at defense to stop the bucks because it's like it's Giannis is the only true star on that team superstar on that team obviously but all those guys around him can shoot it's it's the LeBron James just stick shooters around him right Mm -hmm. and Giannis may be playing at as high of a level as we've ever seen LeBron play um so it just sticks shooters around him and it's like can can he carry that team into the finals um the, and plus, they played better defense than LeBron's teams ever did, or LeBron's Cleveland's teams ever did. So I, yeah, uh, but I, I don't, I'm not as big a believer in Middleton as I was last year. I think he's still a great defender, and I think he can still go out and get a bucket every now and then. But he just, he's not. He Paul can't George go get you the 30 in a game where Giannis is is having a really off night or something, or they're just doubling him. Like he can't just take over. He can, but it's not as consistent of like I know he can one game this series. Yeah, he's the third he third best scorer on the team. Maybe not third best player is what he needs to be. Right, right. And he's the second best scorer on that team. Yep. I think that's a fair point. What What do you guys think about this just dumpster fire real quick of the, the Pelicans losing 12 in a row? I mean, poor Drew Holiday. Do they trade him? Sounds like they're going to move him. Right? Like, that's, that's what it looks like. And I, I hope he goes to a team that can compete because he's a hell of a player. That's His stats don't look good, but that nobody's t- stats on that team look no, good. No, dude. That team Pull stinks. me some Mavericks trade talks for drew holiday they always seem to be in the market for drew holiday though i do think i like kinda, that i think that makes us nice because he's not a point guard he's a two let luca bring yeah. the ball up but well like, switch him one and two switches like what do you put you switch one and two maybe even down in three 
And that helps him a lot on the wing defense. I know he's only 6'4", but he's almost like Tony Allen effect where he, he can plays, guard 6'9". He plays big. Dudes, he's long. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, what, what kind of offer do you put together for that, though? Like, say, it's a similar thing here. It's like, a rental player option. or it's No, sorry, he's got... What's his contract? So he's got... He's basically... He's signed a 5 for 131. He's yeah. in year three of that right now. So he'd have one more seven. year left and then... 2122 would be a player option of 26. I have at 131, dude. That is cheap. It's really him. not too bad. That would definitely be. Am something. I doing my math right? Yeah. yeah, it's 20. It's 26 a year. So oh, okay. The money's got to be doing about, my math wrong. <laughs> the money's got to be about 75. percent So, I mean, do I just keep trying to get rid of these salaries? I'm trying to salary dump so hard on all these hypotheticals with the Mavs, like. Hey, it's like, will you take Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee? Well, they, they have to. Holiday? They have they to. They come off the books. We'll throw two seconds in there. Yeah. You, you say that's a no, Josh? That Tim Hardaway is actually playing pretty good, by the way. He is. I, I don't think – I think you probably – got to get a first out of Drew. We, we, we don't have a first to give him. We got yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, if you're, if you're the Pelicans, you got to get a first out of him. No players would matter? No, no, you can get a good player, but um, you'd have to get a player on a, on a long contract for me. Because that, that team's not winning soon. That team's not winning within the next two to three years. Maybe ever if Zion never plays a game. <laughs> a lot <laughs> is riding on that. Yeah. That's very true. Um, I'm throwing together in the trade machine to see I if like, the salary works. I like Brennan Ingram, and I think he's playing great. I Dude, really like his, Brennan Ingram a lot. Uh, his percentage, or his three-point percentage is way up this year, which is a big deal. He's going to shoot a higher three-point percentage this year than he actually weighs if he shoots 50%. <laughs> Dude, like, Dude, that if there was the any person I've ever seen in my life. I know. Like, this sounds crazy, but if there was, like, any NBA player that I could – was like, all right, million dollars if you win this fight, that might be my dude. I know he's, like, 6'9", but mm. I got, like, 15, 20 – I don't know. I got 25 pounds on dude. He's 190. I might, I might call Muggsy Bugs at our retirement. No, I'm calling yeah. Matt Barnes, dude. Oh, that's – Matt Barnes. <laughs> he just slept with your wife. Yeah, exactly. Probably. <laughs> if Matt, if you're no listening to your, I'm out to your on actual wife, that was a Tony Parker dig. I got it. No, I got it. I was following. I'm out on that take. I don't want any smoke with him or Steven Jackson. No, neither. <laughs> or especially them together. Oh, I thought you said Matt Bonner. No, definitely right. not. No. Matt Barnes, dude, will get your what's the, ba- uh, uh, Hispanic gang in uh, MS-13. Matt, yeah. Matt Barnes will bring MS-13 at you, bro. <laughs> Probably so. You better watch out for that. He doesn't even need that, man. That guy's terrifying. I love Matt Barnes, though. <laughs> Matt Barnes, my boy. All right, we're gonna we're going to wrap up on Matt Barnes talk. I think it was good talking with you, gentlemen, about some good b ball, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Later, guys. Yeah, it's good to be back. Later, pals.